Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, the third annual Custy Awards. If you're looking for previous versions of the Custy Awards or all of the Cust Corners, please go to Mayo Media Network right now and subscribe. They're all up there. Well, not all the Cust Corners, but all the Custies and some vintage Cust Corners. They're all still a part of a rollout. And if you just enjoy Cust Corner or the Custies, hit the description to this podcast or video, and you can find its own feed, Cuss Corner, the audio feed on Apple, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever it is. Please, we need your help. Go rate it five stars after you subscribe and smash the like button to this video. And in the comment section, you tell me the most cuss thing that has happened so far in 2020, because these are the 2019 awards. We like to push it like a year, so we all kind of forget about what happened, then relitigate it on the panel this year like last year and every other year. Gary and Thorne and Jeff Feinberg are both in studio with me. Gary and long time no see. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. I just went through like a mini depression thinking about the 2020 custies. How do you even put a year this cussed into perspective? But yeah, we'll focus on 2019 for a little bit. That should be fun. Jeff, is there anything that stands out to you so far this calendar year, which we'll vote on in like January, that has to be a part of the custies? Uh, yeah, it, they're all pretty recent. Well, it's a trifecta. It's Tim falling from space, Tim thinking he could survive the Arctic, <laughs> Tim thinking he can get 10 yards on three carries in That's the NFL. Those are sort of my leading candidates in the year we are uh, currently running on. Uh, maybe we'll also see cameos from special guests such as The Coin. Also, Paul Shaughnessy is behind the glass. He will be chiming in from time to time, too. No one deals with more cuss stuff than Paul. Isn't that right, Paul? True statement. This is fact. All right, let's get to him. The man of the hour. This is his show. It is Tim Undercost. Tim Undercost. That is not my name. And as usual, I reject the entire premise of this show. But you're choosing to take part in it anyway? I feel like, like Socrates in the dock, someone has to provide a defense of himself, even though he knows he's going to be condemned regardless. I believe that is pronounced Socrates. I heard that in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Socrates Johnson, fan of 1989 in San Dimas. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Let's get to fire up the first award here. We're starting with, shout out to Rob McIntyre, at RobMCI16 on Twitter for compiling all of the Custies, by the way. Most Andercursed sports take. Already popping a DC. We're going to run through these. You ready, Tim? Yeah, let's roll. I'm going into this basically ice cold. I've forgotten the various things I've said and claimed and asserted, but I intend to defend them if they're defendable. I actually haven't looked at these either. I don't think any of us have looked at these. We want to come into these fresh. So number one, as a part of the nominees, Cuss declared Derek Carr to Antonio Brown's stack on DraftKings to be a lock <laughs> every week. Brown is currently undergoing a mental health evaluation and court case after not taking a snap for the Raiders all season. Number two, Jarek McKinnon. Tim once again touted Jarek McKinnon as a quality fantasy pick this season after last year's debacle. And again, he failed to record a single touch for the second straight year. Port, are you back on Jarek this year, Tim? 
if the Niners give him an opportunity, he's the best back they have almost unquestionably. Well, Whether they gonna, give him the opportunity, I don't know. Gonna but he is the best back. For the, uh, the 2020 trifecta then, that was enough for that. Oh, this one's Jets related. In week seven of this regular season, Tim was ecstatic in a messaging thread that two of the Jets' top players, C.J. Mosley and Chris Hendon IV, were returning to the lineup. However, their status was reevaluated and they were declared unable to play soon after. Oh, here's a golf one. Jeff, this one's just for just for us because it helped us win some money. At the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Paul Casey was predicted by Tim to never be leading by less than three strokes. He ended up losing by three strokes. <laughs> now we're into the good stuff. Leafs Predators. Tim predicted the Toronto Maple Leafs would defeat the Nashville Predators in the Stanley Cup Finals. As of this writing, neither team would end up qualifying for the playoffs. NFL Playoffs. Out of Tim's 12 teams predicted to make the playoffs, eight of the 12, including a Super Bowl picks, both missed. Now, that's just par for the course here. I don't think that one's going to be a winner. Oh, here's one. Tim declared Andrew Luck the steal of our fantasy football draft, Tim. He retired soon after. Remember that? Yeah, it was like a week later he retired. That was, uh, that was rough. The Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, Jeff. The Chargers were selected to win the 2019-2020 Super Bowl. They proceeded to have a disastrous, plagued by injuries, bad luck, and contract dispute campaign and finished four and a half wins lower than their team total. Can I throw on to this? He also picked Rivers to win MVP. He no longer plays for the team. It was a Super Bowl MVP combo he called for. Oh. Do you enjoy when Tim, Gary, do you enjoy, as someone who likes basketball, when Tim makes basketball predictions? Uh, I don't, generally. Um, but let's see. Let's see. Uh, the Denver Nuggets. Tim predicted the Denver Nuggets would win the NBA championship. <laughs> they lost in the second round. Philadelphia 76ers. Tim said the Sixers would not lose game one of their opening round series against the Brooklyn Nets. They did. Tampa Bay Lightning. Here we go. The Lightning were winning 4-0 in game one of the first round, and Tim declared the series over. The Blue Jackets came back and won the game and swept the series against the number one seed in hockey, despite having one of the, the Lightning having one of the statistically greatest regular seasons in history. Jameis Winston. Tim predicted Jameis Winston as one of his other picks to be MVP. He also, Jeff, no longer plays for the team that he did last year. He actually doesn't have a starting job. Curse to the bench. Yeah, yeah. Well, that might be a blessing. Well, Tim, where, where are you leaning so far with these, do you think? I think I, I, I can make a case for all of these arguments as to why I made them at the time and why if I could reverse it, I would go back and make the same picks if the outcomes could change. <laughs> but the lightning one is definitely the least fortunate pick that I made. If that, I that had team. a time machine, I would go back and do it all again the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a man who lives according to regrets. So, I mean, I defend having made the picks based on the circumstances I was in. They were up for nothing. That game was over. How do you give up that game and then lose and get swept by an inferior this team? This is your problem, though. You, you're you a guy who like goes to the sports book and live bets a team up for nothing at minus two million and you're like, how did they lose? Even though, even if they had won that game, it's not like anyone would have been like, great call, Tim, picking that team to win up for nothing. It can only go wrong for you. He did this when we were doing our live stream for one of the PGA Championship major, and he declared that the Leafs were eliminated from the playoffs, and then they came back and won the game in real time. It's not great. Also the Blue Jackets. And they lost the next actually. game, so. 
Uh, let's see here. There's more sports ones. Victor Hovland. Tim said Victor Hovland would be the best rookie on the PGA Tour in 2019. Soon after, fellow rookies Colin Morikawa and Matthew Wolf both won events and Hovland did not. New York Mets. Tim said the Mets would win the World Series. They <laughs> failed to make the playoffs. That's just like an evergreen custody. Yeah. Didn't they like their aces get injured like soon after he makes those predictions? Yeah, Syndergaard too. went down. Uh, I think Degrom about, gets like, no two run support after that. Yeah, but that's been happening for three years, Tim. Yeah, but I'm just saying he never gets any run support. You're going to pick the Mets in 2021, though, aren't you? No, not necessarily. Yes. I think I'll, I'll have to shake it up. I might go take the Padres or something. Who knows? Uh-oh, that's your <laughs> that's, bet, Jeff. That's my well, second favorite bunch, team. The Padres made a bunch of trades. I I think the Padres are probably going to win the World when Series. When I told you not to date <laughs> the show, I had one request for you was don't date the show, and you're bringing up stuff that happened like literally 20 minutes He's ago. He's bringing up MLB trade <laughs> deadline <laughs> moves on this show. I apologize. Did we not? Did we friends. not have this conversation? We had it before the last show, not before this show. You didn't yeah. think it applied? Yeah. That's that's on you for not reminding me. I him. forgot. Jesus, I Christ. apologize. More Tim terrible takes. New Orleans Saints. Tim said the tragedy would not befall the New Orleans Saints for a third time in the playoffs. The Saints lost in overtime to Tim's arch nemesis, Kirk Cousins, and the Minnesota Vikings in the opening round of the NFC playoffs. The Patriots. Tim picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl at midseason. They failed to make the divisional round for the first time <laughs> since 2009. Yeah, that's a reverse curse, though. I don't, I don't even think that applies here, technically speaking. Uh, the Niners. Tim stated, during the Super Bowl, the better defense always wins as the 49ers were leading the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs came <laughs> back yeah. to win the game. Yeah. That was a cold takes exposed retweet. I should. <laughs> How many times have you been retweeted by cold takes exposed now? Like eight? But also once positively. That was true. That is true. Throwing and dirt I just want to on... put a pin on the, the Morikawa and Hovland. The only reason I was sticking up for Hovland is because there's such a Hovland anti-bias on this show that someone had which to is at, Which is absolutely he not true. Literally, <laughs> that's such a lie because this is when Hov Hovland was young, top amateur at the Masters and was in Butler Cabin with Tiger Woods and then went to the U.S. Open and got rub. So the entire like golf world was actually Ho Hovland is going to be the first one to pop. So you're wrong. You're wrong. Oh, the golf world was. I'm saying this show in particular was all about Morikawa. And I guess you were right because he's a major champion. And you were all about. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I went so hard for Hovland is that I felt that he was getting very disrespectful. But he wasn't. We, there was nothing yeah. negative said about Victor Hovland. We just loved Morikawa and say, Wolf. In the last two and a half months, which granted, this is this is from a little while prior to that. But like, I feel like Pat and Jeff have said only nice things about Big Dick Vic. Yeah. And the one time and I put we a actually big bet. also had a future on him to win the major that we also bet Morikawa to win, which he and did the win. Big bet I made this year on Morikawa at uh, at the Colonial. He, he the screwed Colonial. me. Oh yeah, he, he lost in the playoff. <laughs> oh, missing that a really he missed the, the short yeah. He missed a he missed a gimme that I could have made with my eyes closed. Like oh. I don't know. I think we should do that. We should go out. We should contact Colonial, go out to that green, give you the same puck, get you to put a blindfold on you. See how often you make it. Well, more often than Morikawa because he missed it every time. Jacksonville Jaguars. After, after having dismissed the Jaguars, finally getting off the bandwagon the year they made the AFC championship game, Tim picked them to make the AFC championship in 2019. The Jags starting quarterback, Nick Foles, was injured in week one. Jalen Ramsey demanded a trade and was sent to the Rams. The Jags stumbled to a 6-10 and record, and now they have no players left on their roster. 
with all their defensive players so, leaving and Leonard Fournette getting cut, Tim. So that's fantastic news. That is all of the cursed for the sports category. You really try to break down where it went wrong for the Jags as you saw all those great players that were on the roster that are now no longer on the roster. And it seems like I've identified can, can the, the moments. <laughs> Well, no, I, I am not a cyclone <laughs> that causes a wake of damage. Can I, I can I can specifically remember the season prior. This is something we covered on the second annual Custies, but Pat and I both going all in on the Jaguars and Tim thought they were the worst team yeah. in the world. And then I can remember him getting in on the Jaguars when everyone was getting off and that also being very easy money last season. So thank you again for your Jacksonville Jaguars takes, Tim. So do we give our favorite? Yeah, so you, you guys pick a winner. I, I have the fan vote here. Over 7,000 votes, I believe, were tabulated wow, in nice. this year's okay, there's no way people the, might, There's no way the Chargers doesn't win. I no, just know the way this show works. The people Chargers might anticipate win, me picking that. But the Lightning should win. People might anticipate me picking the Chargers, yeah. but the Chargers like lost all the one-score games they won the year before, and it flipped their season. Like That happening shouldn't really be that... Crazy of an outlier. I agree. For but me, I think, like Tim's saying, if I had to pick what I think should win, it's definitely not the Chargers. It's not. But oh, is, is there I think people will vote for the Chargers just uh, because it'll make you squirm on the I show. Can I throw this out here? Possibly. The Chargers is not the winning vote. Yeah, I okay, think it's, it's Andrew Luck, Luck, Luck or is the, the Lightning. Luck is, Luck is the is the Andrew Luck retired. He retired. Like a star quarterback retired. A guy who's been playing football his entire life, whose dad is a not only XFL commissioner, he's, he's, he's a guy who loves football so much. He's the XFL, or he was before the rock was, but <laughs> is the rock, the XFL. Yeah. Commissioner? No, but he bought the, yeah. XFL. Yeah. He's the owner, yeah. oh, he's the owner, owner operator, commissioner. I'm sure Giver of rock bottoms. I vote luck. Yeah. But luck is he wrote, he just woke up after Tim cursed him and decided I don't like football anymore. That is so clearly the most Andrew cursed person. That also happened during a golf event as well that Tim has been really big on young gun, Kevin Streelman, who's like 42. Uh, and Streelman said in a press conference after one of his rounds at a recent tournament that he was thinking about retiring after the round. It was so bad. <laughs> okay, but let's put the point that I never, ever said he was young or a young gun. You just assumed that I no, thought no, no, no. that. You said, you, you said young gun on the show. No, I didn't. Tim, you, guys you, you said, very clearly have no recollection of anything you've ever said. I remember seeing the clip, and it was Jeff saying, does Tim think he is a young gun the way he's been talking about him this season? And uh, that, so that was asserted without evidence that I thought he was a young gun. That's what happens on this show, people. This is why I'm here, because my words get twisted and distorted, uh, and I have to defend myself against these attacks. Paul, do you have any thoughts on this, or do you, do you think this one's pretty chalk city this time around? I'm not going to lie, I think it's ridiculous that it's not the Chargers. Because the emotional state that Jeff was put into last season, yeah. like, there is that image of him week, I think it was like week eight, week nine. It's the Melvin Gordon fumble, probably the morning, the week eight show, because that yeah. was probably week yeah. seven. I think the emotional damage that Jeff had to take last season should have vaulted the, the, the Chargers, who were supposed to be the Super Bowl winner last year, according to Tim. That uh, should have put it, them into To front. me, it's every sorry. week, every week, Paul would send either me a message or a DM saying, apologize. Apologize to Jeff. Apologize to Jeff. And <laughs> never apologize. Tampa Bay is also, like, if you deep dive how dominant a oh, sure, team yeah. they were, and then up for nothing, 
To me, it's Tampa or luck. That's what the fans will vote. So, but you know, one team could just be more truculent than the other, and that turns the whole series around. <laughs> that's that's what I know about hockey. Well, the fans have voted on most Anderkers sport in third place with 19.6 of the vote. Jeff's Los Angeles Chargers. In second place, with 24.2% of the vote, the Tampa Bay Lightning. In the first Custy Award of the third annual Custies goes to Andrew Luck with 27.8% of the vote. Tim tries to claim that he retired like a week later. He retired like legit two days later. Yeah, I remember I was playing blackjack at the casino and my phone started blowing up. I had to step away from the table because I hadn't turned it off. And it was just tweet after tweet about tweet about Andrew Luck retiring and what have you done. <laughs> Do you have notifications turned on? I did that day. I usually don't. I usually have my phone on the silent mode, but I hadn't that day for whatever reason. Uh, when... On the silent mode? Tim's... Is it like the Google? I love when his menchies blow up. <laughs> All right, good start. I feel like we got through that. 16 minutes on one category? That's like a new efficiency. And that's a long category, it's I a feel. It's fi- efficiency record here. Now, we're, I feel like this one's going to bring out some, uh, some heated debates here. Second of the Custy Awards. The second Custy in the running for most Andercursed non-sports division. Jeff is already losing it. <laughs> I'm reading them. I haven't remembered them in, in so long. I'm, I'm very excited. Number one, Mickey D's, Rotten Ronnie's, McDonald's. Tim declared McDonald's to have the best two cheeseburgers in the world with a definitive gap between its cheeseburgers and the rest. Their CEO was soon fired afterwards after Tim made these statements. Can I expand on this? Go for it. They literally, and I I love those cake-like little cheeseburgers, they literally changed their recipe. (laughs) Also, on these burgers in the last year where they're like embedded with onions, and I hate it. Yeah, you have a very specific McDonald's. You need to be more like my friend who's in his mid-30s, but uh, his mom makes him tacos, and she puts the onions into it. But he doesn't like onions, so he makes her specifically remove all the onions from it after the fact, so he doesn't have to taste it. It's like this thing now where it's like, I can just order no onions on my burger, but they literally like embed the onions in cooking the burgers. And if you don't like onions, it's a problem, and it just has this odor that I don't want. So not only so was I, this person fired, they literally redid their cheeseburger. So after for the this first statement. time ever yesterday, I had a bloomin' onion. Now I thought that was exclusive to Outback, and I'd never, you know, don't get to have it here. <laughs> but they have them at other places, and I got to try one, and it was so good. It you, was like really, onion do, rings, but you, in strip form. You think deep fried onions are going to taste good? That shouldn't be a big shocker to you, Tim. I didn't know what really I was expecting. It was so good. I don't. I just want to put a point into that. That I'm, a, I'm on board with the whole blooming onion thing. Oh, they, they were they is. were waiting for your vote. <laughs> and this also continues the trend of Tim not liking things until he actually tries them. Then he's like the biggest fan of them of all time. Oh, I was never anti them. I just didn't know whether I would like them. What and uh, to- I can assert that I do. <laughs> what happened to keto cust? COVID has destroyed it. Fair. It did destroy it. You couldn't go to the I couldn't go to the grocery store every day, right? That's a fair point. So I mean you could have if you wanted to. If you no, had enough, if they, you had enough gumption, you could have done it. There or were you signs could have, out front or you could have only, done you could have done what the rest of the world did and logged on and got your groceries delivered. Well, no, that's weird and I would never do that. <laughs> Why and, is that weird? 
because it's weird to have other people handle your produce and your ground beef and your egg. How, you how, how do you think it gets onto the shelves, Tim? I then check it myself to make sure this is the avocado I want. This is the can of pasta sauce that hasn't been touched, that uh, hasn't been tampered with, that I want. This is the strawberries. This, pardon me. It's very important to me that I pick exactly the right produce and meat and even box goods for myself because I'm very persnickety about these things. They have to be just so. And I don't trust anybody else to be to my level of specificity. So it's just easier for all concerned because I would have to start taking stuff back. And how do you even return stuff? When you get it from online. Oh, I get home and I see that the label is askew on my pasta sauce. Well, I'm not eating that. That's not, to me, that's not something I want. So who do I call? Do I call up the grocery store and they show up in their little van and they pick up my can of pasta sauce that's defective and give me a good one? Like, how does that work? That's I have no so idea. I don't want to know. All right. So I'm just Tim going too to rich. the store. Yeah, Tim, Tim Too Rich is really <laughs> rearing its ugly head here. But Gary, and you have questions? Yeah. First and foremost, would you not eat a bottle of pasta sauce if the paper label on the outside was askew? Let me ask you this. If you're going to the grocery store and there are two cans next to each other, one with a, with a label that's sort of off and one that's flat, straight and normal, which uh, which can are you taking off the shelf? What is straight and normal you mean? The Charlie Brown Christmas, you taking the Charlie Brown Christmas tree or are you taking the normal one? Yeah, Tim, I, I, I would like to hear your definition of what is both straight and normal. <laughs> A label that isn't sideways or upside down or peeling I mean, off. I don't. I personally don't want to label things, but if that's what you want to be here and sit here, I do. want a label that is flat and normal and isn't askew. And I see it all the time, and it drives me nuts. I, 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 I'm sorry. You, you know who you sound like? Sorry. You sound like that guy on The Simpsons when Homer got sent to the mental institution who had agoraphobia and he was just smoking his cigarette inside wrapped in a bathrobe. He's like, I just can't leave. Just one day I woke up. I shouldn't up. even I... tell this story because it makes me sound crazy. But I have seen <laughs> on the shelves labels on like pasta sauce or jam or whatever and it'd be askew. And I pick it up and I move it behind one where it isn't so that other people don't have to see it. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. I admit that, but I'm sorry. I just feel better. Like I've done a public service in some way. So you were almost, it wasn't so much about you couldn't go to the store during COVID because they wouldn't let you in. It was, you were afraid of what you might do while you were in there. Cause either a, you were going to start touching all the cans of pasta sauce, <laughs> which you're not allowed to do. You have to take what you touch at this point or two, you were going to end up in one of those videos where you're just accosting a stock boy. <laughs> because Which he's, he's done in the past, yes. by the way. But now it's going viral. Uh, wow. Anyway, wow. I point stands, and I'm right. Not one of you would take off the shelf a can good where that, the label was askew. No, but right I, 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 believe, that I believe that, and you're not wrong about that. You're absolutely right. If there was one that had a label that wasn't askew or ripped or anything like that, I would take the one that wasn't. But if one was brought to me and that's what I wanted, I don't care either way. If it had a dent in it, I don't care either way. Sometimes I'll drop a can of soup if I'm getting one. I'll be like, yeah, let's put in the thing. And I'm not doing it to get the 10 cent discount. It's just I don't care. Yeah, oh I'm no! Not, I bring I'm not, that up I'm, to the I, front. I'm not, I bring that can up to the front and say, "I'm sorry, I dropped oh. it. It's dented." Could you? Uh, please, uh, I'm sorry. Where do you get and, this uh, kind of time? You legit sound like my 80 year old grandma. <laughs> Take it. No, no. Like when I'm checking out, I give them the the dented can and say, "I'm sorry." And, and then you know what they say? They're like, "Fuck!" Now I have to go walk <laughs> this back to the <laughs> fucking show. Yeah. You know what? That's on them. That's a, how is that on them? them. <laughs> Like that, if they want to do that, that's their decision. They don't want I've made to the do it. It's their choice job. To not put 
damaged goods back on the shelf. Tim, you if they want to put damaged goods, my conscience is clear. I haven't participated in the damaged good display. Uh, and I feel <laughs> awful for the person you know who might not notice because they're in a rush uh, who picks up that can of zoodles that has a dent in it and then takes it home and then realizes they've got the a owner dent. operator. Imagine being this particular over a can of zoodles. The guy that well, owns this, Ragu you appreciates you, pal. It's true. You it's asked true. me why I don't want other people picking my groceries up for me and delivering to me, and I've told you why. Now you, you understand now. I, I mean, I still don't. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. It's still insane. But at the same time, like what you should really be doing, because if you're having problems with produce or fresh food, I think you need to go to the fan. Like you're Tim too rich. Just go to the fancy place where they don't give you. It's like you go to the. You're building local. a fancy superstore not far from here. That's like got this boutique stuff. They have go. like food. The commoners won't. You don't usually eat. I'm really looking forward. The commoners. the commoners. Yes, Paul, you have a question. Tim, you teed it up as the guy will have to come and pick it up from you. You're you sounding well, yeah, a lot. You're sounding like a Karen my, right now. I'm sorry. I'm not wasting my gas to bring back a can. Uh, that was defective. That was brought to me. No, no, so that's you're on waste them. Like I'm two sorry. hours of the guy's time in your to, time to re-deliver. I'm not wasting a his, can of zoodles. He's being paid for that time. <laughs> he's not, not like being I'm paid waiting. for that time. Yes, of course he's being paid for that time. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's, he's not never... doing it on his lunch break. He's being paid to do that. All, all I'm telling you is that you need to start shopping at like Whole Foods, where generally speaking, they don't put out bad produce like the places that you yeah, go to. Yeah, but the price point's too high. Well, you know what, Tim? You, you, and hold on. Tim used the word like he described this bougie store coming to town, but also described it as a superstore. It's a bougie Loblaws. <laughs> That's what it is. It's based on the you know the bougie ones on Front for the, Street. Not for the commoners. Loblaws. Uh, like that's literally how it was marketed. It's like a Toronto style bistro esque. Uh, is that what Loblaws. it said? Does it say Toronto style bistro esque superstore? Well, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, when I proposed to my girlfriend, I was planning to do it at the Front Street Loblaws. It's just so nice. But. I had to follow up on this bougie superstore. I was so focused yeah, on Yeah, like they commoners. have all these like neat meals that like you don't get it. Like, and I'm a fan of eating the pre-made meals at grocery stores. I think they're really good as a rule. I endorse I endorse them. Like some of the best chicken wings you will ever get is from a deli counter at a grocery store, That's for example. True. But they, they serve them. So well. I endorse all of this. They make the pre-made sandwiches are usually top notch. There's this flatbread pizza that I have been eating recently that comes from one of the grocery stores, which is again delicious. So again, so I support that. So the idea of like having more like fancy, sophisticated ones, but also from a normal place with normal tasting foods and ingredients. I'm in on it. Do you, you think there. the damn commoners are staying out of Loblaws Superstore? Oh, well, I don't know that they'll go to this one. Then, but who knows? I, I, I hope they do. I'm glad that a superstore will exist for the commoners to go to to enjoy this sort of like I can't stuff that only deals with so elite Torontonians, you know, in their loft apartments who drive out to Ajax for a farmer's market to get some white carrots can enjoy. That <laughs> literally makes so no sense. Much to process there, but I do like I how you're talking about a fancy place. That excludes the commoners, has above commoner food that you're going to go to, and you're complaining about your bottle of zoodles. <laughs> I didn't say it excludes them. I said it provides stuff that people don't usually get, that the common Joe, like myself, doesn't usually get. The and common so Joe like, doesn't refer to people as commoners, by the way. Yeah, people who are common, like myself. 
We haven't even gotten and noodles the, the, are great. Second, I love noodle. the second nominee, which is easily the best oh, nominee. Oh, nice. Nice. Good work, Jeff. For you, good buddy. Work. Award show. Thought D- I'd DC. Round of DCs for everyone. All right. So yeah, I guess that's not helpful for the audio listeners, what I was giving him props for. <laughs> We're off the rails here. We, we got Give officially. five stars, people. Yeah, we, we, we need we, the five stars. We gave ourselves a, uh, a slap on the back for being yeah, really we, we on gave the ourselves ball the, the first one, yeah. and then we just went off. Pat did preface this particular category by like, this one is going to go off the rails. Well, <laughs> the, the, this one is, I mean, 16 minutes for the first category is pretty good. Sports are fun, but these Tim takes are ridiculous. And also, again, Cuss Corner on its own feed, along with the Custies. Search Cuss Corner wherever you download your podcast. Subscribe, leave a five-star rating. If, I mean, if you already subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience, you can catch it there first, then it will go up on the feed afterwards. Number two, after McDonald's in the non and, non-sports and or curse category, Mr. Peanut. Tim has long hailed oh. Mr. Peanut as a pillar of coolness amongst brand logos. He was murdered earlier this year. And you know what, Tim? You murdered him. I did no such thing. The, the most ridiculous, backfiring, foolish... Uh, campaign of 2020 by far is the Mr. Peanut attempt to both murder the one of the most like, other than like Ronald McDonald and like Tony the Tiger and Sam the Toucan probably the, one of Sam the, the Toucan <laughs> one of the five four or five most <laughs> famous ma- food mascots in the world to murder him at the Super Bowl and to bring him back as a baby peanut for no reason other than to infuriate the fans of Mr. Peanut stuff yep. was foolish. Then, like five months later, they have to pretend that he's 21 years old so he can get a drink. Why do they have to? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How, do, how come they have to pretend that? How do you know how Peanut's age? He called himself 21 years old. Year. Yeah, but in, pe- in, in Peanut year, it's like how you can say your dog is like 49 years old in dog years. I'm... Honestly, I hate that, that that new peanut. I hate him. And one of the things that does give me joy is that when you and Paul brought this up to me, when you go to the Mr. New Mr. Peanut Twitter account and you see the replies to everything he tweets, they are very, very negative. So and it's like, okay, I'm not the only one who's infuriated by this. So I think the thing that stuck with me about this, aside from just seeing Mr. Peanut was murdered, which is my favorite <laughs> sentence ever. Uh a pillar of coolness. <laughs> he is with the top hat and the monocle okay. and the walk. No, 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 hold on. Okay, no, hold but on. you've already you've already said that you live in a world where Tony the Tiger exists, infinitely cooler. Also, Chester Cheeto wears sunglasses, Tim. Yeah, he wears fine, sunglasses. <laughs> what about that I time? He's... What about that time that Mr. Peanut went to the opera, Tim? Do you remember that? <laughs> but he couldn't sit in the seat. Because he couldn't wait to have a waist tape down in front. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, he, that's the sort of the, those are the sorts of places he'd go, right? Because he was a sophisticated. <laughs> He's a sophisticated. He's not and, a common. Uh, a part of the a part of the inner circle, uh, a part of the the cultural elite. Everyone everyone loved Mr. Peanut, and they murdered him. Men wanted and to be him. Women wanted bought, to be with him. Honestly, I have. Men wanted a to be with him thing. too. Let's be real that's, here. That's true. I haven't bought a planter's thing since. Tim thought everybody was. Tim was buying away. up all of the, like, the planter stuff after he was dead, thinking he was gonna. He's sitting on a gold mine over here. Yeah, I bought some. I bought a can of almonds and a can of peanuts, and then a friend of ours has this really cool antique-looking glass etching can, uh, jar 
of Mr. Peanut, but but he wanted an exorbitant amount of money for it. I thought it'd be a big collectible, so I really thought about shelling out the bucks for it, but I didn't. <laughs> how much so, was yeah, he I asking for it? Too much. How Doesn't much? Matter. How much? T- say how much. A couple hundred bucks, I think. I just enjoy the thought process. So I thought these cans of peanuts would be really, really valuable in time. Not today, not tomorrow, but in 20, 30 years from now. I'd have something really valuable and collectible, sort of like I have some Coca-Cola merch. Yeah, it's just like your Batman Forever cup that you're still holding on to that, for McDonald's. <laughs> it's a glass <laughs> mug for McDonald's, and one day that's going to be really valuable, okay? Again, the I point just... Is I bought... Anyway. I just like the thought process of someone in, like, February of 2020 going to a store and buying out all the non-perishables, and then, like, two months from then... Your friend being like, oh, that was a really good idea. What foresight from Tim to buy all these nuts? And he's like, oh, no, I did it for different reasons. <laughs> they can't be opened. We can't <laughs> open them. can't be opened. Okay, next one on the list. Chef Boyardee. Tim declared Chef Boyardee to be top-tier Italian eating. Soon after, the corporation suffered a health standards disaster, resulting in the recall and reassessment of over 3,000 pounds of Chef Boyardee, Tim. What do you want me to say? You they curse me. Top, I don't. I don't agree with that. There's no curse, and they make fantastic stuff. I put their ravioli up against anybody's ravioli, and I think they they have a fighting chance. The Night King. Oh, there's a spoiler alert attached to this one. Tim said he would be shocked if the Night King was killed at the Battle of Winterfell. Tim, did you curse season eight of Game of Thrones? Oh no. I think they did a pretty good job putting out a sub, a below mediocre product on their own. They didn't need my help. 1917. Tim called 1917 the best film of the year and then declared it free money to win best picture in the betting odds. It lost to Parasite. I mean, the first part of that statement is true. It was by far the best picture of the year. That Back on it. We're going to agree culturally that, yeah, that was dumb. Why did we give it to Parasite, which is a awesome perfectly movie. fine movie uh, and deserved best foreign film, but of all your work cut out for you to try to make the cases better than 1917. If you like movies, if you don't like movies, if you like the story of giving a South Korean movie the best picture, great. Okay, you can make that case. But in terms of just cinema, in terms of the best picture of the year, 1917 was simply a better film top to bottom. You know, I, I feel really... like Tim is in a vast minority with this opinion. Yeah, I would also say, you know who really would support the killing of a, an aristocratic peanut? The writers of Parasite. This is true. So we really come full circle here, which is nice. <laughs> uh, final one, Cats. The film Cats, which Tim was hyped for. I thought that was going to be great. Yeah, Tim said know. it, quote, <laughs> looked great, and he was very excited to see it. It bombed at the box office and sputtered to 20% on Rotten Tomatoes and even won some Razzie Awards, Tim. Not the box office success you thought. No, I was about as wrong as wrong could be about that. And, uh, yeah, I have no defense. Did you, I thought did you it was be awesome. see Cats? Not at the theater because I had gotten such terrible reviews. I was like, I guess I'm not going to shell out the money to see that. And so I just, I didn't. And yeah, it's terrible, apparently. I see. How do you know? You haven't even seen it. I, I, sometimes you can learn these things culturally through osmosis. You don't need to to go yourself. Like that Parasite Uh, was better than 1917? I didn't love Parasite. I like Snowpiercer better than I like Parasite. Okay. Most and or curse non-sports. Gary, what do you think ends up taking this category? Um, as much as Cats might be <laughs> the biggest curse. It, it was relevant to the time of these voting, too. Remember yeah. That. Uh, I'm still going to go with Mr. Peanut. I just think it's so specific to Tim. Uh, Jeff, what do you think? 
for me, the, the McDonald's hits home because they actually changed the burger, but the death of the CEO, uh, the fired CEO, which is implied in the ballot, probably doesn't move any needles. Uh, so that one had a personal impact on me because I love those little cheeseburgers and I don't even eat them anymore. Uh, but I got to say cats. Okay. I mean, that thing cats. was like a iconic pop oh. culture. They didn't even finish the CGI. Yeah, it's like That's an iconic crazy. pop culture thing at this point. And Tim being a king of self-proclaimed maven of pop culture, yeah. uh, I'm going to say Cats wins this vote. Cats finishes off the podium Ooh. Oh. in this category. Coming Sorry. in at number three, 1917 with 18% of the vote. Really? Coming in second with 20% of the vote, Chef Boyardee. And number one with 42% of the vote, Tim murdering Mr. Peanut. I did not murder him. They murdered him. I hope I don't know how the people at Planters sleep at night, knowing what they did to the, the people. Those of who loved Mr. Peanut, like were big fans of Mr. Peanut. We haven't gotten over it. Tim, you may not have meant to, but you're a murderer. <laughs> Mr. Peanut, Perfect. Roger Moore, John B. Anderson. Oh, I forgot about Roger. All Moore. on the wall, uh, Tim. Uh, you're like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison, just crossing the names Tim, off the list. Well, Tim, except he crosses the names off of people he's not going to kill, right? Tim, I assume he would cross off the people he has killed after that point. Tim actually thinks like it affected their market share. It actually well, did no, more for their brand than anything, because when was the last time Planters was like, in the news? Because Tim has decided not to purchase Planters anymore. So he no thinks one does. other former Planters lovers have joined him in this crusade. They get together on Tuesdays. All right. Next category. Most reverse curse thing of 2019. Number one. Tim guaranteed the Washington Nationals would not win the 2019 World Series over the Houston Astros and said he would be devastated if that were to occur. Obviously, the Washington Nationals did win against the cheating Astros. The Tennessee Titans declared to be, quote, nothing, and, quote, sunflower seeds are better than them. The Titans made the AFC championship game. <laughs> I have no memory of saying that. Why would it be that specific? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky Derby. After a controversial 2019 Kentucky Derby, Tim... Oh, that was a robbery. Guaranteed they would not reverse the final placings of the race where maximum security crossed the finish line first. The results, shortly after, were then switched, awarding the first place ribbon to Country House, something Tim would one day like to live in. The Kansas City Chiefs. When broached on why he was so down on the Chiefs, Tim stated he was, quote, Tired of picking them to win the Super Bowl and having them fail. They finally won the Super Bowl. Tim predicted the Vikings would crumble and miss the playoffs in the midst of Week 16 NFL scene, saying the Rams would defeat the 49ers and would take the Vikings' spot. The 49ers defeated the Rams, allowing the Vikings to keep their playoff position and won in the first round after Tim picked against them again. The Buffalo Bills. Tim picked against the Bills on a consistent basis from weeks 9 to 15, despite predicting them to have a strong record in the preseason. The Bills only lost two games in that span, and in the wildcard round, Tim reversed his stance against the Bills, and they lost. The Los Angeles Rams. After being down 13 points in the 18 to 2019 NFC Championship game. Oh, I was with you live for this one. Tim declared the game over. What happened then, Tim? the most vicious robbery of all time a lot of how is everything the most vicious robbery of all time when you seem to make some sort of statement 
I don't know. Bad are, luck, I guess. Are these ones making you sad? Well, I'm just thinking back on how I think I should have been right on all of these. And none <laughs> of them broke my way. LSU Tigers. Tim predicted LSU would not make the final of the NCAA National Playoffs. They had one of the best seasons of all time and won the national championship. Tim, what do you think is going to win most reverse cursed? Uh, that's a good question. I guess Kansas. No, the Nationals. I've been picking the Nationals consistently much more than I've been picking Kansas City. Uh, and given the fact that they went up against a team that was the biggest cheater in a sport in 100 years, uh, like the Ben Johnson of baseball, and still beat them somehow, uh, it's pretty impressive. Well, what do you think that the uh, common denominator, Gary, was to overcome a, a cheating team? Probably being reverse cursed. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If I, if I had to guess. This is a tough one, actually. It's separated by less than a point. Yeah, there's no runaway yeah, here. Yeah, I feel like a lot of LSU years we've can had... Get love. Uh, yeah, maybe. A lot of years we've had just, like, such an obvious winner in this category. Like La La like, Land. Yeah. Or Jordan Spieth. Exactly. So I feel like the Nationals, it's a... No, it's no, a no. World... This that, They didn't win this award. It's people who succeed oh, yes, despite me being against them. The Jags won this. Oh, the Jags won this last year. That's true. But again, and the Washington Capitals won this, I think, last yeah, year. Yeah, so but those were such, those were such, like, those predictions happened so early in the season and carried through that it made a lot of sense. Like, you not picking the Nationals against the Astros, I'm like, yeah, most people didn't do that, whatever. But yeah, but he was very adamant that he was, they would not. He was. But win I just mean, we don't game. have, like, one of those where he said something in preseason and the exact opposite happened. But I think the fact that. Uh, he was so down on the Bills for such a long period of time based solely on the fact that he kept thinking the Jets would go like 7-0 and to finish the season and get in the wild card spot. No, they didn't. Yeah, and they, did. they won like five of the last six or something. Or something. Um, and also exactly. just the Buffalo touch on this show. Uh, I think Bills probably wins. Jeff, you got any ideas? You said LSU being sneaky? Yeah. I think LSU could be sneaky because they actually won the championship and were dominant. That could be sneaky. I already know next year I'll be voting for his anti-Web Simpson heritage tweet. That was very good. That, that was very profitable for us. Yeah, yes. where he literally called out one player before the tournament as burning your money and said player won the 150-man oh, tournament. That was great. Hooray. Thank, thanks for the bucks, Tim. <laughs> Here are the winners of most reverse curse. In third place, with 18% of the vote, the LSU Tigers. In second place, with 30.8% of the vote, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Tim did pick them like every year to win. It's true. And finally switch on to the Chargers, who were abysmal, and the Chiefs finally that won. Is, they are kind of the capitals of the NFL for him. I'm no back on them this season, to be fair. Well, Number one in most reverse curse, with 31.3% of the vote, the Washington Nationals, who could never in a million years win the World Series. Yet did. I mean, Tim, you you vaulted <coughs> Howie Kendrick into a place of superstardom, so that's that took some doing. Good for you. Yeah, I I, I try not to think about last year's baseball playoffs because like all the wrong teams won in every single round, so it bothers me. So we have a new category for the Custies this year, and guess what? Doesn't even involve Tim Andercast. Oh, so, nice. So, yo, know, we retired the category Tim's biggest rival only because Doug the Pug won. And it was going away. And Tim is still seething every second that you bring up Doug the Pug. He's having a great quarantine, by the way. He's selling masks now. He's in a new Pixar movie. So shout out Doug the Pug. We wish you would come on the show. It'd be great. But to replace that category, we now have a non-fan voted on. So all of us are voting on this. 
Jeff's biggest rival. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know where my vote is. All right. Where is it? So uh, you don't have it on your sheet. So the nominees for Jeff's biggest rival at the third annual Custy Awards. Number one, Darren Rovell. <laughs> Number two, Melvin Gordon. Number three, a tout who will not be named. I think that beef has been squashed. Number four, Travis Benjamin. Uh, yeah. Number five, Justin Rose. Number f- six, L.A. radio host Martin Weiss. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was You know when I send you that little uh, thing of, like, me taking note? I've literally been taking note for the last year there, Jeff. Okay, yeah. Like that little gif of, uh, what is it, Ryan from The Office? There's, there's more. There's more of these. Uh, uh, <laughs> there we go so you think that this is all mean but then we flip the script one time tim and you're you're all about this segment i think unnamed tout made me spit out my dc i can you know what i'm not even there's more people on this list let me get through the list first octavia spencer aka (laughs) the coach of the los angeles chargers Brooks Kepka also on the list. Yeah. And someone named Paige Spierniak is on this list. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember that one. No. You must Can we note that Jeff has far more rivals than I do? <laughs> Jeff has blood feuds with people, as we know. He certainly does. I'm very, like, just loyal to the side. Oh, the I'm thing laughing. is, as much as I enjoy many of these answers, there is actually yeah, one clear answer. I think there's LA, a very LA radio answer. host Martin Weiss. <laughs> no, no, that's great. And I mean, what, what was the story behind? I don't even remember that. I, I, I don't, don't know, know, but I probably dummy them. Yeah, Tim, you probably said yeah. something something offensive about the Chargers, no doubt. No, or, or no I don't them. think it was. I don't know. Oh, I mean, have, that guy. Uh, have you oh, gotten uh, the new I mocked TikTok? that guy because he was a lo- LA radio host with like. I took the Tim sort of angle like on this one. Followers. I mocked his followers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a host. You host a radio show in LA. Like that's fair. That's literally a hundred followers having two thousand. Don't talk to me, There's Justin. A- I could go through. A, I don't even know which town you're talking. About. That's because it's unnamed. The one not to be named is the one that we're no. There's there's an obvious choice though. It's 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 Melvin. Before I do that, oh, I was gonna say it's Darren Rovell. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought I I want to ask Jeff if he's gotten if he's followed J Rose new TikTok. uh, Okay, Rose is just I feel vindicated on. I feel like I called this thing like you couldn't have called this perfectly. A couple years ago, I said, whoa, 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 stop the clock. I've known you since you were 19. Now you're 37 trying to be cool. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. We've come full circle. I could retire it. The guy joined TikTok last week. Yeah, with, with the with the quote that my son convinced me to join TikTok and he was doing videos for his son. I'm sorry you hate father-son relationship so much, Jeff. This I can't, is, this I can't is, wait to see what happens when my kids get older. I don't think my it's close. One that Jeff pointed out was the day that J-Ro was with his son during quarantine, and he uh, angled himself in such a way so that Morgan Stanley could be seen <laughs> in the photo. Like, I was sold. I was like, Jeff, hit this out of the park yeah. on this one. Only the I, biggest I the worst. would he do is. this. I hate hey, having what, what if someone paid you $10 million? Oh, I, no, I Listen, 
I would uh, own it. I would be the shill that I am. Which I he's doing. He's doing it in a fun way. I don't know if he's ever pretended not to be the no, shill. No, it's not even the shill. The shill has been or an the pineapple added... shirt. What's wrong with the pineapple shirt? That was a nice shirt. The, the shill has been <laughs> an added um like aspect of since I started a crusade. It was I could show you pictures from a photo shoot that literally drove me nuts. We've known this guy too long for him to all of a sudden. I don't get why it bothers you. I it's not bothering me. It I really seems things, to bother. So I call it out. I just call it like I. And see you're it. still calling it out over a year later. Like why? He did, went why? on TikTok. I win. <laughs> He's not a rival. This isn't close. Yeah, um, it doesn't doesn't sound like you're heated at all. Is that because he doesn't consider you a rival? It's a one way rivalry. None of these people consider me a rival. I don't know. L.A. radio host Martin Wise yeah, might. might. That, that <laughs> one might. That one might. And, and, and Mr. Rovell has you blocked on the Twitter. I have an idea. I don't even want to ruin it by giving it away publicly. Okay, then don't. An unnamed idea. The correct idea. answer to this is Melvin Gordon. Yeah. He's the only person about whom we've had to bleep out multiple statements that were made about him on this show. Which is unfortunate because people assumed I said way worse oh, yeah. things. Yeah, that, that, that's that's how the beeping stuff out. That's a tough one. Although some I, of them were well, very justified. I didn't yeah, think I mean, listen, one of them was justified, but I also were, don't want to repeat it because I might <laughs> no, have a different opinion. <laughs> they were bad, but okay. not as bad it's as you think. I mean, he just—he's just out there for the world now. Yeah, I think I think your rivalry with Melvin Gordon is a lot more personal. There has to be something specific to a rival and the other person. Like there has to be like everybody hates so and so on Twitter. Well, you're not a rival with that person. Everybody dunks on that person. But I'm, uh, I can't like be you. The... Ravel's no, got I, over I mean... a million followers. I will because by the time this—oh no, it's gonna air soon. Whatever. It's not even my original idea, so Jeff, I can I mean, just We'll share. break it right now. Jeff has been hired by Action Network and is now doing a show with Darren Robell every single week. No, I'm <laughs> not, but <laughs> I, I would call it like I see it, and I feel bad for good people at Action that get, like, bubbled with him, but they have an agenda that they'd rather just... Um, Make money? Everyone's looking at the circus. But this guy is undefeated in horrible tweets. He gets dunked on a lot. He, yeah, it's not just me. There's people who are like, I know I'm me and I'm weird and I own my weirdness and I'm incredibly self-aware, unlike Tim. <laughs> I think I am. You're not self-aware. Uh, <laughs> but there are people that I deem that I'm confident are way smarter than me that like go at Ravel. Yeah. So I know he's a, an idiot. This Melvin Gordon thing hit an absolute peak <laughs> this winter when this guy literally during quarantine could not take a day off from from calling out the Chargers. And that drove me absolutely bananas. This guy lost his job to an undrafted free agent. This guy was offered more money by the Chargers last year. The Chargers tried to do right by him, and he completely overplayed his hand. So for him to say anything negative about the team walking out the door i was having uh none of he's an attention seeking behavior clown god willing i'll get to see this 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 i don't want to say that word <laughs> no see now you now, see now now you think it's a way worse word than, than it actually is it sucks 
But I no, I I do not want. I, God willing, <laughs> this little boy will. I'll f- get to see this guy at like uh, an amusement park and follow him on a ride. I'll be I'll be escorted out. Oh, this is this is Jeff, like your fantasy. Don't follow anybody on the same around. Flight. As Eli, somewhere where like you, we're in the we're in line for the bumper cars. I'm behind you. You can't go anywhere. I got this idea because I had an incredible experience at Disneyland once uh, when I followed Chad Pennington onto a ride. (laughs) (laughs) But he took all my questions, and it was a great. You got 40 minutes. There's nowhere to go, bro. We're waiting for Space Mountain. What are you gonna do? <laughs> so that's the, the germ of this idea. I need five minutes. I need Melvin to answer my questions. So, so I the, got the them. segment is five minutes with Stalker Jeff. <coughs> yes. He'll pop out of a bush and ask you questions for five minutes. Well, I told he's you bitter, when Philip retires, I want to watch him coach a high school football game I in did Alabama. Get to, that, Jim's right. I did get to interview Melvin Gordon. You did, he, and he, he showed, proved how dumb he was to you. Well, I wouldn't go that far. He just showed me his social insurance. Number. Smart guy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> as for Ravel, I, I, like, as for Ravel, I had to tell, I was like, guy, you probably sorry. should be showing people. That. I'll put it out there. Cause it's not even my original idea. I think I, I saw someone do this with something else with someone else, but I want to just turn it it's into not a, sex with a horse. Is it? Ravel? No, <laughs> I am going to have a t-shirt made of the image of my home screen. When I try to visit Ravel's Twitter page. Like, I'm going to make a t-shirt with the image of I've been blocked by Darren Rovell. Because you're not doing the internet properly unless he's blocked you. And I mean that. <laughs> Jeff just broke the fourth wall. I, so. I, I looked up Martin Weiss and I, I looked up that drama. That's that's going to, it's not going to win anything here. But w- was it good? Oh, it's good. He's making fun of like a chip to dip reference in the guy's bio here. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. There is, it's, it's a real piss. It's all a memory. This I was during it. some late night President's Cup, so I was like up all hours of the yeah. night. So, are we <laughs> concluding that Melvin Gordon is the winner of yes. year one of Jeff's biggest rival? Yes. No one. He has to win. Yeah, he he really angered this year. Me. He wins. Well, it's going to be different when be... Jeff pops out of a bush and talks to Ravel, and then they become best friends. I feel like Ravel would get the uh, the uh, historical <laughs> historical winner, but. This year, Melvin. If you have over one, if you have over one million followers, like how can I be a rival? I think you're selling yourself short. That brings us to the next award. Back to the Custies. Thank you for that. That was that. That, that, That's all, Paul. Paul was the brainchild behind that. I know. I appreciate that. Thanks for some great memories, Mr. Weiss. Worst take, factually incorrect. Diet Coke flavors. Tim stated that Diet Coke's new flavors have been a quote failure due to lack of a, a lack a ro- due to a rollback of a few of the many flavors that were brought out. This had little bearing on the popularity of the flavors as companies often roll out a variety of flavors initially, then focus on supply of those flavors once they see which ones are being most purchased. The Coca-Cola stock has also risen significantly since the adjustment in brand focus, further proving Tim's opinion to be obsolete. Uh, but actually, coronavirus has proven me to be 100% correct on this because they ha- because of aluminum shortages, <coughs> companies are only able to produce the most popular brands of pop right now. That is, the, you see signs at the grocery store, at least in Canada, saying exactly that. The 
only Diet Cokes you see are regular Diet Coke now. Yeah, I, I can buy I can, I can buy it. Tim, just because you, you need to go to like one of your fancy supermarkets yeah. and buy some high-end uh, Diet Coke. You can only find cases or flats of regular Diet Coke now because they're that because the shortage has proven like revealed preferences. When the push comes to shove, what is it that people actually want, despite what they say they want? What they actually want is regular DC, but, but, not flavored. But DC. that's that's so, not that's not what the argument was. No one said that Diet Coke wasn't popular. You just said that these other flavors weren't popular. But popular as soon as as soon as they bear, introduced them, the stock went up. But they were so not popular that they aren't still being produced in this moment. Well, they are That's being produced point. in this moment. You're just not buying them. I still think my oh. favorite story. I'm right. I'm objectively right. Year. You're you're not. You're objectively wrong. This is uh, no, factually I, I, it's incorrect. Not even a debate it's not anymore. though, Tim. You okay? Yeah, hey, you said you, you said you didn't even go to the grocery store for one thing. Uh, I two, I can buy them upstairs in 30 seconds right now. <laughs> not That's not true. <laughs> See, <laughs> there might be some loose not, ones. What do you mean a case of them? Were they ever selling cases of the flavored diet coke? Yes, they were. You buy the four pack or the eight pack. Yeah, like four. You buy right now. Yeah, they would only. Sell them yes, in the I can. No, yeah, yeah. you can. Jeff, can we? Yeah, for yeah. sure. There's a shoppers upstairs. You can 100 do it right now. I was no, gonna say though, DC up there. No, no, the places I've been, they don't have them. So that means it's everywhere, despite they the fact that I live in the up. boonies. They have signs up. Yeah, they're so just don't deliver to your place, Tim, because you live in the fucking insignificant nowhere. It's all across the country. It's not because it's we, not. the three of I've us, just said we can go by the right now. Us Toronto elites are being cola serviced, buddy. I was gonna say though, my favorite, my favorite like tangential story about the flavored Coke from this year is when Tim uh, let us know that he would go into gas stations and he would put regular Diet Cokes in front of the flavored Cokes on the shelves so that people would be more enticed to buy regular Diet Coke. And then he would talk to like the 21 year old kid working the night shift and be like, "So, have you been noticing what flavors are selling better?" I still do that on occasion. I, just when new flavors come out, I'm curious to like go right to the source. And, and these are the people who are seeing the sales, seeing what <laughs> what what merchandise is moving and what isn't. And I'll purchase something. I'll just say, by the way, I've, you know, I see those new uh, DC flavors over there. Are a lot of those selling or what's the deal with those? And people are usually very happy that A, you've shown some interest in their work. No. And B, are happy definitely not. They're like, who's the like. Fuck, I get paid, is this man. weird? I was just thinking of that guy in Superbad was to pick up the broken beer containers. It's like, fuck my life. Just have to talk to this guy again. Oh, for, yeah, will. for whatever reason, Tim doesn't realize that everyone who works in that sort of service industry is just out back, like, smoking blunts when no one's in the store and just don't give a shit what you have to say. Well, perhaps you you believe that and that you have a very narrow view of things. Yeah, but I watch the documentary Clerks, Tim? <laughs> I, most people work hard and have pride in their work. And are happy to talk about it when they're being paid and on the job. And so, yeah, of course, I've talked to gas station attendants or grocery store clerks about, hey, is this selling? Is this not selling? Or if you get real lucky, there's a day where like the people who are like, like from Coca-Cola, they're like stocking the shelves and you can get right to the store and say, hey, what new flavors have you guys been thinking? Like that kind of conversation. I'm in <laughs> the delivery guy? Also, you Every, won't get what, that what, with self-delivery. People you won't get that. With people must want to fucking kill you. Imagine, imagine being the guy trying to deliver the Coke. You want to get in? You want to get out. The faster you get it delivered, the quicker you're off. Then you, Jabroni Tim, walks up to him. I would like to have showed interest yeah, in my job. People aren't you, you fucking weirdo. Okay, but I'm me, and that's the lens through which <laughs> well, I understand yeah. things. 
That's well, maybe you should. I mean, that's, I guess, in your self-awareness, but you're not very aware of what other people seem to want. I they, would think most, I mean, you may be cynical, but I think many people want others to take some interest in the job they're doing well, and it, are oh, happy to talk about it for 45 seconds. It's, it's like when you talk to the produce kid about like ripe avocados or whatever. And the guy basically probably just wanted to tell you to go fuck yourself because I've worked in a grocery store. Gary, and you've worked in a grocery, grocery store. store. What is the single worst part of that job? Talking to people. Yeah. Because they're all fucking idiots yeah. with really, really stupid concerns. <clears throat> well, like you. That's your opinion, and that's your experience. But my experience but, is that people like talking about their jobs if you're polite. And uh, if you don't take up too much of their time, if it's 45 seconds or a minute, that's no hardship. Come on now. That is ridiculous. The fact that you would ask a convenience store clerk about what Diet Coke flavors are selling just makes you seem... I mean, you are an insane person, so that makes sense. But that's just weird behavior. No, I, mean, I could maybe understand if he's at the store... Because you see the guy, like the chip guy, the Coke guy, like you yeah. see them like the kind of doing the thing. Yeah, the merchandiser that's got to come and, and and do that. And I could see maybe you ask him like what might be. He doesn't want to answer these questions. Oh, yeah, of course not. But I don't understand. Just like the lowly teenager, like just there to get through the night. He's paying no attention. Is, yeah. is is pointless, but creepy old Tim coming in. Tim needs Weirding his mark out. Tim but getting his market research. I'm not research. the one hiding in the bu- in the bushes to meet Darren Ravel. <laughs> That's true. But that's the thing. It must this kid, this kid must be thinking it's like one of those like secret shoppers or whatever. You know, when you're like a server, you get told like, oh, there's a reviewer coming in tonight, but they can't tell you they're a reviewer. It's like Tim coming up to you, it's like, so what's uh <laughs> what's been uh selling recently? <laughs> <laughs> He's got his the big camera in his hat. <laughs> Like Homer. Camera yeah. only had one day left on the job. <laughs> All right, so number two, Pam. Tim declared that Pam was a popular alternative to butter for use of cooking steak. Congrats to Pam for being on this list two years in a row. Well, again, this is not my fault. This is what Pat told me to do. So if take it up with him. I... I can't. I honestly can't believe that that was 2019. That feels so long ago. Well, there, there's the Pam thing before it that he that he would put the Pam on the bottom yeah. of the pan yeah. and Two then separate, put it on the that's burner true. Yeah. Not and to started be mist- a fire. Not to be- this one, he said that he cooks his yeah he, he cooks his steak in a frying pan and then sprays Pam, Pam on the steak. No, I remember it. It just doesn't feel like it feels like so much longer ago that that's been a part of my life. Also, not my fault. You're just an idiot. Told me to put. You said if you're gonna cook something on the stove, make sure you use ham for it not to stick you spray the pam in so the stuff doesn't stick to the bottom of it well i don't spray stick to the bottom of the pan you don't spray the pam on the steak why not it's butter imitation like no it's not no it's not it's It's like spraying pam on asparagus pardon my no no i do that all the time too is it margarine imitation butter yeah yeah which you should also not use on steak it's just a non-stick yeah, a chemical component. <laughs> it's literally so your food doesn't stick to the pan. Yeah. That's all it's there but also, for. Also, like the seasoning stick to it better that way. Pan or and, pan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a pan pan situation here. Why don't you just use like extra virgin oil? Oh my god. Eh, whatever. You use pan. Could, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to it, but it's just easier to open up the can and go. Pss. It's also ridiculous. <laughs> Rather than, you know, getting the cap off the extra virgin oil and pouring it into the cap wow, and then sprinkling brother. the cap over top. So, so you we don't have to put it in the cap. So we, we, we've revealed. Well, yes, you do. You don't. 
But so well, what you're you, saying is that you need specific measurements for the extra virgin oil, but with Pam, it's just like, you're good to go? Well, you know it when you see it. <laughs> you can't do that with the oil? It's harder because you have less control over so the, the amount of oil that comes out. You have less time to measure out extra virgin oil to put on your asparagus or to use for cooking because you're accosting convenience store people about what you of told diet. me to use Pam when I cook something on the stove. And so I use Pam when I'm cooking something on the stove. And now you're telling me that you didn't really mean that. Well, I'm sorry. I followed your instructions. <sighs> Would you still agree with my yes. take of spraying Pam? Yeah. You gave proper instructions. He's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. He twisted Pam, it in the Pam, oddest way possible. Pam is something you can use in the kitchen. Correct. That doesn't mean you can spray it on steak. That's it. What's the difference between spraying it on the pan and then putting the steak on the pan compared to spraying we, it on the steak and putting the steak to, on the pan? We don't have to this. We're just going in circles here. Six of one, half dozen of the other. It's, it's not. Very good understanding of molecules in science, though. So. Um, over hard eggs. Tim declared... Oh, over yeah. hard eggs to be universally considered the best way to consume fried eggs. Literally a 180. I the the I all I really remember this at the time is when Tim put that out. People messaging all of us about what are over hard eggs. I've never heard of that. Listen, that's great. You people are crazy. I for one despise runny yolks. I think they're gross. I think I don't like eating raw foods. What do you as do? A rule. What do you dip your toast in? I don't dip my toast in anything. I put marmalade or jam or whatever on my toasts. I don't need to dip it in anything. I'm not a child. I don't need to play with my food. You steal so, you steal jam from restaurants, Tim, instead of buying first, it yourself. It's not stealing. I bring home what I think I need for my leftovers. Yeah, I forgot about leftover toast. It's a thing Which, he does. Again, he re- I he was might, proven right about might, that. He microwaves what? toast. It's Bread healthier costs for you. Two dollars a bag, man. <laughs> we learned it's healthier for you than regular toast, by the way. So I was how? right about that. You know? <laughs> how is it healthy? There was a whole report about how cold toast is better for you he, than he, from he, who? He found something on the internet once that said that cold toast, because the molecules are together, have fewer calories in them than warm toast. Is what this internet report said. And Tim now takes that as cold toast is better. Yeah, cold toast has less calories because everyone else throws out cold yeah, toast. Had, so it's it, a calorie count of zero. Yeah, it's zero. It's like Coke Zero. God. Tim, you just throw that shit out. That'll probably be on next year's award show. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Running it through your mind. Over hard eggs are delicious. Oh. Try it out. No. Toast. On the toast level oh, chart, yeah. Tim declared 8G probably causes coronavirus near a maximum level to be the <laughs> optimum level of toasted for bread this bread was <laughs> that's awesome what a great joke damn i wish i had thought of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going on mute. Continue. Okay. Um, this was the bread darkened to almost 94% of the highest degree. He then stated everyone agreed with him on this. Burning your toast to the highest extent possible. Uh, the not fact the highest. Where you think you might be having a brain aneurysm. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it was, not, not. It was the 94th percentile, not, not the 100th percentile. The, the more you toast it, the sturdier it is, the better it is to hold your marmalade, your Nutella, your jam. You don't like Nutella. Pan. No, I don't. But, you know, there are people who like it, and it's a thick, 
heavy spread. So that's what you know. Spread. What that's how people describe you: a thick, heavy spread. <laughs> my, my point is, as a rule, the more cooked something is, oftentimes, that's not a, not a rule. Sometimes. More cooked something is, the better it is. That's Tim, not always the case. Tim is a big fan of burned steak, not medium. No, rare. see, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a fan of medium steak. Well, to I'm be not like fair, medium. once you spray a half bottle of Pam <laughs> on it, how do you know if it's cooking properly? King Ralph. Tim said King Ralph was universally considered to be one of the best comedic films of the 1990s. This, this has been a wrong take you've had for well, the decade we're going to put this to you. the test, aren't we? When this goes through I, the bracket, I we'll just see. The proof in the pudding true. will be in the eating of it. Also... <laughs> Oreos. It's Tim true. said people breaking oh. apart Oreos was quote disturbing, and nobody does this. Yeah, he also said he that? also says he prefers to dip them in orange juice and carbonated water instead of milk. This is my winner. Yeah, that's hundred percent the winner. That has to be the well, winner. Well, it's hundred percent good. Revolting. That is. You're right. It's revolting to twist and take your Oreos apart. That's Why like the marketing that? campaign of Oreos. I actually love I, to be a. I do a it. Sandwich cookie. You're supposed I, to eat them like a sandwich. What's I, wrong I, with you people? I break it apart. I play with my Oreos. I don't give a shit. Most Sometimes I'll do. lick the look, insides. Yeah. I'm not even someone who does it all that often, but I, I'm still, when I eat an Oreo, I'm like, I have an option to do that, and a lot of people do it, and I respect that. Tim doesn't fine. respect right. options. He thinks that only one way is right. Well, the one way is best. I mean, there are inferior ways to do things. Then one what, way is best when it comes to eating Oreos. Yeah, but what, just, why, why does Oreo market it in that way? Aren't you always pro whatever the company markets? I don't know that Oreo has marketed it that, that way in quite a long time. I haven't I seen think... the Oreos dipping in orange juice or Perrier commercial, though, ever. I'll tell you, no, it even have, I mean, sparkling water is better, but I've just used still water and dipped it in, too. I don't know. I can't explain. I can't it's explain. It's so You're soggy. Right. So You're right. Delicious. You're right. No, but it's you not, can't It's still explain. crispy, but also a bit soggy, but also still a bit crispy. Uh, it's like I, I can't explain it. It's just one of these experiential things that once you do it, you're I like, can just see wow, him sitting in a room with a glass of still water and a bag <laughs> of like premium plus and just like dipping saltines into water and sitting there like mm. if like the FBI ev- eval like observed that they think oh, you were yeah. insane. They would like this person on criminal minds orange, like this guy would check show. every box. Orange juice. Orange juice is great. Hotchner would be getting the plane fired up. Well, here's the thing. That's his name. We have three winners of this. One of them garnering 34.5% of the vote. One of them garnering 32% of the vote. And one garnering 14% of the vote. What do you think is the winner here, guys? The the Oreos. Oreos. Because everyone relates to Oreos. People have all broken apart their Oreos, and they don't feel like outcasts for doing so. And they read the final line with the orange juice in the water. And this guy is beyond. Yeah. It's... It's terrible. Everyone can relate to this take as being insane and revolting. So that's going to win. So third place for worst take, factually incorrect, toast in burning it. Number three, 14.3% of the vote. With 39.9% of the vote, spraying Pam on your steak. With 34.5% of the vote, dipping your Oreos in orange juice and sparkling water is going to be the winner of that one, Tim. I... Disagree with the well. To be fair, thirty-four percent vote for so sixty, you know, sixty-six percent no, of that is, that is not how this is not flawed this logic. That is flawed logic. This is not a yes or is no. Is he question. implying that sixty-four percent thought this is a normal move? Yes. Yeah. No. Sixty-six yes. percent of people looked at this and said that's not the weirdest or wrong take of a of a list of weird <laughs> takes. So I will consider this sort of a victory. Of course and I will you take would. Uh, of course you would. 
People, try it. Of course you would. Just try it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Get the extra pulp orange juice. Get yourself an Oreo. (laughs) Dip it in. You can almost scoop out the pulp with the Oreo, right? It's sort of like a little device. It's not even... Fantastic. Why do I want the acidity... I think Oreos and toothpaste aren't even close to the same thing. I, I get that. But every time I keep thinking about this, I just keep thinking of that flavor of when you brush your teeth and then drink a glass of orange juice. Oh, and that's all I keep yeah, getting. yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I keep yeah. getting. All right. Moving on on the Custy Awards. The next Custy will be going to the worst take subjectively incorrect. Number one, beer. Tim declared room temperature beer to be better than ice cold beer. What a take. I stand by that. Mad what Max. Fe- Shut up. Let me go through the fucking <clears throat> things. Mad Max Fury Road. Tim declared Mad Max Fury Road to be an okay movie. October. Tim declared October to be the best month. It's not a horrible take. Baby Yoda. Tim declared Baby Yoda to be, quote, evil and a religious extremist. Cereal <laughs> mixing. Tim said that plain yogurt followed by hot water are the best items to mix with cereal. And that plain cereal is DFL with milk. Movie snacks. Tim said that fountain drinks, buttered popcorn, licorice, and Whoppers to be the best movie sma- snacks with Sour Patch Kids in Dead Last. Wendy's Spicy Chicken. Tim said Wendy's Spicy, Ch- Spicy Chicken was horrible and nearly inedible. Candy Corn Pizza. Tim stated Candy Corn Pizza looked awesome mm. and would 100% eat it. Ice cream flavors. Tim stated vanilla to be the best ice cream flavor with Tiger and orange pineapple, grape nut, and rum raisin to be in a tier to be in that tier with cookie dough in dead last. Mobile order. Tim demanded mobile ordering from food apps to be banned to preserve the sanctity of lines. <laughs> Whopper ice cream. Tim said Whopper ice cream, an ice cream made by it's a Burger King. Chopping ice cream. up Burger by, King. By chopping Whopper. up Burger, a Burger King Whopper and putting it into ice cream. <laughs> To look good and assure better than chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. There's a lot on this list. Some of them aren't so bad. Yeah. Some so let's just... start with the, the the spicy chicken one because Garyan backed me on that as soon as I tweeted it. I didn't back you that it's inedible. <laughs> I backed you that I have found in the last five years my love of the spicy chicken has gone down. Was it because you had too many? It might be. Is it because well just be. the game has like kind I feel of like the changed and you live like in? A robust city that you can get like a really good oh, yeah. fried chicken sandwich for like a toonie more, and it's 100%. like far more premium. Hundred percent. But I would also say that like a toonie is two dollars <laughs> more. <Yeah>. Also, <laughs> not a lot of Wendy's around here. That too. But A and W has got a significantly better chicken sandwich than they used to. Uh, Burger King has upped their chicken sandwich game. They're not just those long ones that are soggy as hell. Like. Yeah, the chicken sandwich game has just improved across the board. I think that's, but mostly it's probably just I'm desensitized. I've eaten so many spicy chickens in my life. This is very close, by the way, the voting for this one. What what do you guys think ends up coming in at number one? The ice cream flavor is something that people can revolt. Again, it's something that is very relatable. Didn't make the podium. The, the the tiger tail pineapple is elite ice cream is off the podium. Is did not make it. No. I, I I'm pretty say, surprised because of the relatability it came of, in, well, of that. It came in fourth and well, missed here, by a percentage on, point. On that topic though, and I Beer? think a lot of these are like a lot of these custies often go to like the long walks. I think the instant insanity of room temperature beer is better than cold beer is like an across the board terrible take that people are just like, I'm automatically against the person who said that. Well, go to the United Kingdom where 99% of the time you get a beer. It's more, And I would like to say time. something I might vote for is the uh, Tim being anti-mobile ordering. Oh, that, that, because, that's on the podium. Because yeah. I win. You don't know the winning feeling 
when I am making my order, like from my car, I pull in, it's been sent to the kitchen. And then the woman who literally just stepped away from the cashier like a minute ago is wondering why I'm getting my food. Or even like there's a line of it's Tims a win. Yeah. at a McDonald's that are all scared to use the like order yeah. yourself machine. And I'm like, instead of waiting in this line for 20 minutes, I'm just going to go tap things on a on a giant phone yeah. screen and I'll get my food before you. It's Tim crazy. actually referred to the unfairness of mobile ordering that like waiting in line for your food is a shared experience, I think was his key that everyone word. Hates it. There's something democratic about it is that everybody has to go through the exact same experience. It's first come, first serve. No one gets preferential treatment. There's there's something egalitarian and just about it. Yeah, it is you first just come, first serve. You just don't I, understand how mobile apps work. It is first come, first serve. I just happened to order 15 minutes ago from somewhere else. This now seems no, like a strange allegory for Tim hating the mail voting process. <laughs> you should have to come in person to get your food. I did. I came in person to get my food. That's why I went and picked um, it up. I guess Tim's go in still... the store. Why? Or go through the drive-thru. I did go into the store to get my food. That's what I did. I just ordered it from home. Yeah, I ordered I it from home. I just find it infuriating. It's a two-tiered system, and I have no time it, for it. It's not. Just because you can't you figure just, out how to use a fucking app. Guess what? It is democratic. If Garyan orders via mobile one minute before me, he will be in yeah. the queue ahead of me. It should be based on who arrives first. Why? Because it, it's that's the way it has always been. And that's the way people ah, want it to stay. Ah, and that's nice. the way people want it to stay. Do they? Because according <laughs> no. to this podium, worst take, subjectively incorrect. Number one, putting yogurt and hot water in your cereal comes in third yeah. with 17.4% of the vote. Number two, mobile ordering, 17.6% of the vote. Gary knows the people. If anyone ever did know the people, warm beer wins yeah. as the worst take. So subjectively, I think I'm like incorrect. four for five. So Here's the thing I about warm that. beer is that you taste the subtleties in a beer. Tim, you don't even oh, fucking oh, drink beer, so shut the revolting. fuck up. I just, cold beer. Shut up. Cold, Mute him. Mute him. See, cold. here's the thing. My angle of I thought the ice cream would play well because it's so relatable. That's just me being a child. Well, a lot of like adults enjoy our content <laughs> true, yeah. and they're men and they drink beer. So that one hit them more than I guess. Uh, the ice cream. I don't know about you guys, though. Back to the mobile ordering. I'll literally be in line someplace. And see if they have an app? No. Well, not only that, but I'll be like, okay, I'm in this line, but now I'm ordering. And let's see if I can get to the front before I'm done ordering. Sure. And you see these people. Some people are so stupid. Well, they're probably out there chatting about what's yeah. selling today. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to lay a fish in, right? moving today. I don't want to be I, sexist. I, but men are so much better at buying bagels than women. What a very weird take. No, no, no. I observe it. The, the, Matt, we're done. Like 20, we got, we don't need any questions. We know exactly what we need, how many of what it's done. The women are all like, so what's this one? And what's that one? And <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have bagels, to say, I don't bagels. think I've ever seen somebody purchase a bagel that wasn't at Tim Hortons. Oh my we don't God. have bagel places. We don't have the bagel places in big cities, perhaps, that you guys. And I have nothing against them. Uh, there's one place here. Obviously, Montreal bagels are the best bagels on earth. And there is a place nearby that does a Montreal-style bagel. That's really, really good. Better than the ones you get at Tim Hortons, actually. I can't it's believe awesome. you But I just don't give me opportunities to buy bagels, is my point. But I like to, what I like to do with bagels, and here's a, a tip for people. Oh if God. you want a healthier bagel, and I think you might, cut your bagel in half. Cut the inside of the bagel out like a moat. Stupid. Dig out a lot of the bread, then toast it. Then what you have is a trough. 
in each bagel that you can jam full of cream cheese or lox. So and much this healthier. is healthier. So much healthier. Do you know what's Whatever funny? Whatever you want to put in there, right? In like it's sort less of an, bread. An elite town like us in Toronto, you just buy them and they're called like flagels, which yeah. is essentially like flat bagels that don't have the starch amount that yeah. like the normal bagels have. But this guy purchases bagels at Dunkin' and doesn't know a bagel. I just feel, I love the thought process though, that if you scoop out the bread and then replace the part that was bread with cream cheese, <laughs> it's healthier. healthier. <laughs> Or if you leave a moat full of melted butter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you quite thought that one through, did you, Tim? It's what I do. Yeah, it doesn't make it healthier it's now, does it? It's fine if you did it, but you're like, for people who want a healthier... I think that's oh, yeah, that, if, you want, if you want fewer carbs, substitute the bread with a, <laughs> carb, a yeah, low carb. I really, I really feel like you got really confused with this keto thing about what's healthy and what's not for you. <laughs> No, no, no. If it's keto, it's good for you. And that's the way I basically I have a pro- So you want to load it full of butter? That is healthy because it's keto. Well, you're not allowed to have any part of the bagel, really. Well, no, but if you're going to uh, indulge, you can indulge intelligently, right? And that's what I'm advising here. Paul, you lost a bunch of weight doing keto. Um, can you fill Tim in on this one? Yeah, no, he's nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah, eating, eating containers of cream cheese is not healthy for anybody, regardless of your diet. You know that. Ooh. You know that's true. I think that that should be one of the new spinoffs for Mayo Media Network. Maybe I can get some government funding behind it because it will be very educational. We'll just let Tim give people health facts, and then we'll record him saying them <laughs> and him cooking. Tim's cooking show. Doctor, I am a doctor. I am a doctor. Doctor Tim Andercus gives you the facts about health, and people will watch and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh, be great. Most cuss story. You guys ready? This is yeah. one of the best categories. Phone breaking. While checking his, quote, menchies on Twitter, Tim fell on ice and attempted to use his phone to break his fall. This caused his phone to crack and start going wild, opening and closing apps, rendering it to be unusable. There's also an extra part of this where Tim then got locked out of Twitter because he changed his <laughs> phone number. Separate story. Oh, separate, separate story. Okay, well, I mean, that didn't even make the list. So I'm going to add Twitter onto this. So you break your phone while trying to check your menchies on Twitter as you call them. And then what happened when you changed uh, your password? No, when I got a new phone number and a new phone at the same time, because I had a different old area code, I wanted an updated area code to where I lived. So people who called me wouldn't be calling long distance anymore. That's not a thing. Uh, it is. It actually is a thing for some people. Uh, like anyway, who, who, like 90 year olds, older relatives who might want to call me. I don't. Anyway, let, let, anyway, I hadn't updated my phone number, uh, like the the recovery phone number for Twitter. And uh, so when I tried to log into the new phone, I couldn't. And they tried tried to send me the updates to my old number. And I checked it out on Twitter and there was no way to fix this. And so I had to, I even emailed them and got no response. So I had to call my phone provider to switch my new number back to my old number for just like an hour at a cost. Uh, and so that I could get all the things updated in my old phone number out of it and the new phone number in and then get my new phone number added back. And it's a good thing I did because there was no way to fix that otherwise. Yeah, there, it does seem like if you do that, word of the wise out there that uh, it's not going to work out well for you. Also, just don't change your number. That seems to be pretty easy. Well, that's the other way to go. But if you live somewhere and you have a different area code, if people are trying to call you who are older or have landlines or don't have 
long distance plans, they're going to incur long distance charges. So it's kind of rude to keep your old area code. Well, it, it sounds like the money that you spent to get your number changed back and then back again, you probably could have just given them the money. Well, you know what? I like King Solomon. I'm experiencing lessons for you so that you don't make the same mistakes. <laughs> That's why I'm the tribune of the people. I'm here to impart wisdom to them. Tim has begun hoarding obscure items. This includes plastic straws, hotel supplies that he has stolen, Mr. Peanut memorabilia, and Batman cups. So I don't know what makes hotel shampoos obscure. Or sewing kits. It's weird. Uh, what makes that obscure? Those are in every reasonable hotel. That you take Basically, them. That you take if them. A hotel... And then you order more to take those with you too. I was in a hotel recently and I I'm sorry for Tim, take... Tim Too Rich can't afford shampoo. I wanted to take the bathrobes home too. I mean, I won't really stay at a hotel that doesn't have bathrobes. It's sort of one of the, uh, that's what I like. Uh, perhaps I shouldn't have said that, but that, that that's actually not even orig an original take of mine, to be fair. Other people have said that before. But that is sort of now a gauge I use. Like, if you don't have a bathrobe in the closet, uh, you know, where am I staying? Yeah, like, where? I wouldn't call a three-star hotel without that a dump, but, like, I, I ain't staying there. So, so Tim, way. who won't eat a bottle of ragu from the grocery store that has a thing slightly ajar, is just going to blindly trust that this is a clean bathrobe at a hotel? Yeah, Tim, you're way too much of a germaphobe based on, like, past history. Oh, I would never wear them. Wearing you would never wear bathroom. them, but you, they need to have them? To me, that's a sign of the type of hotel I'm at. Uh, I it, this hotel them. has no, some somebody panache. Else's panache? panache? Yeah, it, 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 it demonstrates to me the, uh, the, the level of service that I can expect from this facility. Put and, it you, and you want to take those with you? Well, I just wondered if I could. Uh, I mean, and you, you can, can but, yet, but the people that you're talking about, the only reason that you, they want to have bathrobes at the hotel is why it's specific to them is because they do take them. You can, but there's a charge. Uh, that's that's yeah. essentially what I learned. Yeah, you found that out because they always take it, then get charged after the fact. No, no, there's a little note on the hook, or there was a little note saying that, please enjoy this robe, and that if it's used, I have enough bathrobes. I don't need another bathrobe. Uh, it's not used, then, uh, or if you take it with you, you can, but there's a fee. And I was like, oh, well, there you How go. How many bathrobes do you question. have? I have a couple. How often do you wear a bathrobe? Every day when I get out of the shower, particularly when it's cold, to like, get you warmed up well before you get dressed Good. or just in the morning if i'm just like God. lying around the house on the weekend or whatever i often wear a bathrobe or whatever you sound uh, like my this is what my grandma does they're very comfortable particularly in cold or weather not in the summer I, I i don't wear it but in the in the late fall winter and early spring oh yeah the bathrobe exists oh. for a like a, it's economical right it's there for a reason that's you why warm you up hate you summer so much because you can't wear your giant collection of bathrobes I think bathrobes are awesome, and I love them. And I love on a lazy Saturday being able to lounge about in a in a bathrobe and you know normal pajamas to like noon or whatever. Like that to me is uh, smoke a cigar or a pipe. No, no, no. But uh, that that just seems to me a nice relaxing way to be on a cold day. It's like Tim read in a book from 1870 about how one relaxes, and he just does that. Factor factor fiction. That that's fiction, but I, I actually don't think it's all that weird to have a robe. A lot of people do. Yeah, old people, not just old people, and women. A lot of women. No, it, there, they, there's a whole section at the bay of men's bathrobes. It's not just for women; it's for everybody. Unisex robes is what you're buying. No, 
robes for for there's gentlemen robes and there are ladies robes and there are children's robes there are all kinds of robes right fancy fancy tim fancy tim and his no, robes i'm not fancy i'm not this tim too rich nonsense oh, i'm, I'm average, sitting i'm lounging I'm... around in my my evening robe <laughs> i had to change out of my morning robe he's not too rich he wanted to have a robe available but not to use it just so he knows it's available to him that is like the definition that of is... tim too rich Whew. I just think I have standards. I'm sorry. Sorry, I don't think a $14,000 Acura is a luxury vehicle either. I just have standards. I'm sorry. That wasn't, that also wasn't the, Gary, did you hear about this? I That he said a $75,000 Mercedes was not a luxury vehicle? Yep. Oh, it's a Mercedes. How could it be? (laughs) Is that me? My phone. Anyway, let's continue on here. Uh, grocery store meltdown. Tim has had multiple run-ins with grocery store workers, including accosting both a produce worker for avocados and a cashier for lack of chicken wings. We've kind of assessed We've this one. we covered both that somehow. Uh, parking ticket. Tim has been terrified of parking tickets ever since acing an exam in college. He received a citation for illegally parking his car. Forgot about that. That was terrifying. I still am terrified about those. Yeah, I know. That's what it says right here. Tim has been terrified of parking tickets. They're not that expensive, Tim, too. Rich, you seem to have a lot of money where you can just waste extra money on going to hotels that have bathrobes that you don't even use. I don't waste time when I have to, on the few instances when I am obliged to travel and I have to, I won't stay anywhere that isn't a hotel. Uh, like, imagine staring at an Airbnb. I just think I never would do that if I could choose a hotel over it. If you're a group of people renting out a house, that's different, I suppose. But if you're like on your own or with one other person, like, the idea of getting no 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 i'll go to a hotel where there's robes and shampoos and there's a concierge and a valet service if i want it and somebody around the clock available to, to give me what i need if i need help you uh, do need you know what that is the first smart thing that you've said you should really take these people up with their 24 7 help you need help sir Imagine not wanting to go stay in a air. Garen, have you Airbnb? I have. I've Airbnb around the world. VRBO'd or have you? You don't seem like an Airbnb guy. I like them both. I got no issues, but I I don't mind the hotel. Be honest, you're a hotel man. You you seem like a hotel man. I don't mind the turnover service. I I have. I have a certain turn down service is great. I don't mind. I love turn down service. I have a certain level of like. I know. My girlfriend and a lot of her friends, like, they've traveled so much. Like, oh, I'll stay in the crappiest hostel. And, I'm, like, I have a higher standard than that. But, yeah, I've got no problem with it. Yeah, no, Airbnbs Airbnb. are great. One of the great things about Airbnbs, Paul was saying no. No to Airbnb. They stole five grand from me. Trash company. Uh, well. Fair enough. The idea. Paul's biggest rival. Paul's for Airbnbs. <laughs> uh, the great part about Airbnbs in general, like when I was in Denmark, we stayed in one. When I was in Munich, we stayed in one. When I was in Vienna, we stayed in one. Like you get put in a part of the city where generally like, hotels aren't. You get put in like, quote unquote, a real part of the city. Like generally where they- Why the, is that a benefit? Because you get to see like, what the city's actually all about, Tim. Talk to people. I don't want to see that. I want to swim in the pool. And I want to <laughs> Why watch even, what they have on TV. And I want to be as close as I can to like restaurants and shops, which will be right next to my hotel. No, to accommodate people like me, and then I can go back to my room. Yeah, that's what I th- want. Those to are do. not the best. Those are not the best. You probably go to the hotel restaurant, wouldn't you? No, we find the, the closest McDonald's. I or Subway. Yes. Okay. I I like hotels. I have this dream that I could just live in a hotel. That would be cool to me. It's not practical, 
but that would just be cool to like live in the penthouse of like a four seasons and like that be your home uh and every day you're getting new towels new bedding new, new it just it would be written you know great tv uh, anytime you need something you can call what hotel have you man? ever been to that has a better tv than you have <laughs> just like they have all the channels that you want so do you you have all yes. of these things. You have access to just, fresh towels. I swear to God, you might not, but like, get your mom to do your yes. laundry or something. My point is, how cool would it be to live in a hotel? Cool. I'd be really, really cool. How come everyone who lives in a hotel for any extended period of time always been like, just I felt like killing? That's not true. There's a lot of people, particularly who are politicians, who live in hotels uh, when they have to go to the city in which the assembly meets uh, because they don't want to get an apartment or a house in that city if they don't live nearby there. Yeah, that's not by their own accord. They have to go somewhere and stay in a hotel for work. How neat leave. would that be? How neat would that be? It's awful. As someone who travels around, it's awful. Well, Tim, I don't Tim like wants to travel to be a around. Quarantined athlete. That is his new. <laughs> but not actually doing the sports. Not play, but he just wants to stay in the hotel for three months and not get to see anyone. So, what do you think is the winner here in most Gus story? Who? Um, big winner. Probably like his phone breaking. Yeah, phone breaking. It is phone breaking. Phone yeah. breaking number one. 47% of the vote. Hoarding, 22% of the vote. Grocery store meltdown, 20% of the vote. Biggest custradiction. Only two categories left. Strong tasting foods. Tim <laughs> proclaimed himself as enjoying, quote, strong tasting foods, but has called McDonald's hamburgers the best hamburgers in the world and vanilla the best ice cream flavor. I don't see a contradiction. Like, <laughs> what? What? What's a strong tasting hamburger? Like, what would what would what's that a, what, even? What, what would you put as a strong tasting food? Then you're the one who said this. Like, red wine that are like the big red wines, or an espresso black, or so uh, drinks, you know, not foods. Are strong tasting foods like is that rich dark that, green I vegetables? Think, yeah, I would think yeah. like rich foods. Yeah, like duck, like dark chocolate yeah. or something. Yeah. No, dark no, that's not a no. No, I'm talking about harsh flavors like dark green vegetables no it says here like verners what do you mean harsh it's strong things that like hit the umami aspect of your palate oh too rich tim yeah <laughs> but he wants to eat mcdonald's hamburgers best tasting food in the world and, and and more specifically the double cheeseburger from mcdonald's is the top tier people get the mcdouble get out of here what are you doing see i get feel the like double cheeseburger you're not even explaining tim too like rich strong. tim too rich can just like scoff at mcdouble buyers because yeah. he buys that well, i, I kind of do like what are you doing saving yourself 25 cents to get like an a, a slice less of cheese what's well, wrong I feel with like you tim's also Some the same want... guy who when we tell him like you don't have to buy a mcchicken combo you can just buy like three like junior chickens and it's more bang for your buck like, i'm no, all about no. that too i'm with oh, you good I'm with okay young. good yeah junior chickens are better than okay next one water tim claimed that to consider aquafina and deer park as even the same product is quote ridiculous and he brushes his teeth with bottled water only oh, yeah. yet could not grasp the concept that one would find waters to be different at a water bar so I don't consider a water cooler to be bottled water. So I kind of dispute the terminology. Well, that, that's also what you changed it to after you told us that you had you had a bottle of water that you brush your teeth with. That I pour out of the cooler, usually. Yeah, sometimes, see, I just they, buy, they, sometimes I'll just buy Dasani and use that. <laughs> but 
I'm not using tap water. No, thank you. Yes. That, that whole uh-huh. conversation came flooding back to me just as you were reading that. I'd completely yeah. forgotten about water bars and Tim's disdain for water. Well, those what are a asinine. water bar could be. <laughs> those are asinine. There's a difference between like plasticky garbage, like Aquafina, and the, the, like, the, like the 25 most elite types of water. I, there probably isn't any distinction amongst those in fact there can't be but yeah the cheap stuff that aquafina pumps out yeah that's garbage of course but you like dasani dasani's great <laughs> clean crisp efficient i love it it is better than aquafina how can water be efficient it's, it's the just same. how can foods be strong i don't know <laughs> these are under all the cusp parameters all right italian right. cuisine right. Tim proclaimed to be an expert on Italian oh. cuisine, yet failed to know what balsamic olive oil was. I think that was the same episode. <laughs> I never heard just, of it. Just dipping your bread in malt vinegar? <laughs> Last one. Tim demanded that all Christmas parties be, quote, high class with fancy attire. <laughs> yet he also requested food items to include chicken bone candies. <laughs> what, are, what are those things called that you go to again, Tim? Like the holiday parties that, that take oh, the, place the in the New morning? Year's Day ones. Oh, levies. <laughs> levies. New Year's Day levies. Those are not like something that's like brand new. Those are a long. Yes, I know. They're very tradition. old is what we came to realize. <laughs> and they're great. I, uh, I think is, they'll probably uh, not exist in 2021. I bet you they'll be canceled for New Year's Day. Pro- just, probably uh, probably for the best. That just, that just occurred to me. That's going to be awful. Yeah, I mean, you can't expose those 80-year-olds to coronavirus, so no one else would be going. Except There's for you. younger people in their 50s and 60s there, too. It's not just elderly. <laughs> yep. yep. It's got to be water or olive oil. The olive oil is pretty outrageous. So, I think it has. Yeah, yeah it's probably And then oil. you deep dive. And then he's never like been his, to a place that his, offers you oil oh, to dip your bread in. Yeah, that's true. That is no, that, that, was, that was a revelation for me. Insane. But when we deep dive this at the moment, I think he went on to tell us that like his big Italian eatery is a place called Pizza Delight or something. <laughs> yeah. No, so this, this all goes back they to They don't same... offer him balsamic olive oil when he's... We were, we were going to go to Pizza Delight last night, but the owner of the franchise is now deceased and the place is closed. Wow. And whose favorite restaurant was that for Italian food, Tim? It's amongst my favorites. <laughs> it's, not, it's, no, it's no ESM. It's called Pizza Delight. <laughs> but this it all, sounds but like a college place. town like pizza it's joint fine. Like, that it's might fine. have. It's a, it's a, it's a chain. But this all goes back chain. to his like, you yeah, know, pizza, core thesis the that like Sparrow eating eating Italian food at a Sparrow or Sparrow because they sell the most volume. Therefore, they must be the best. Other than these like fancy bespoke versions. Yeah, why would of I need to go to Rome? I've been to Sparrow. Well, have you caught up on Tim's latest thing where he claims to have been a lot of places because he Google Maps them and walks the streets? <laughs> and what I said was, I can visit Marseille <laughs> or visit Zurich. By just going to Google Earth and walking the streets by clicking. But you're a uh, man who like loves to walk. Like, yeah, actually. Not outdoors. <laughs> Did you uh, not say it's... your favorite gelato joint in the mall closed down so you don't get that taste of Italy anymore? That, that, that's a true statement. Coronavirus didn't <laughs> no, no one has been more affected by coronavirus than Tim, as it turns out. I was very concerned how many of my chains wouldn't make it. Yes, yeah, as, as everyone was concerned about big businesses. I thought well, yeah, Tim obviously would enjoy... it's a very small drop in a big ocean, but I, it's still something I thought about. I thought Tim 
was really enjoying Corona because I felt like it, it, it required everyone to take more of a shared experience that he always demands that we sort of endure together. That's yes, the monoculture of suffering. <laughs> also, it ruined well, summer, which, you know. I guess it reminded people who said there were no such thing as monocultures anymore that, yes, indeed there is, and there yeah, always will it be. Only, it only took a pandemic. Cool. You're right, but you there were people who thought. You got on that I, one. I was right. I knew. No, but it's just Mother Nature slapping people upside the head yes. saying, if you think, oh. you know bad. 20 million people are watching Big Bang Theory. Nature is healing. <laughs> so the winners of Biggest Cust Redaction at 16% strong tasting foods at 27% what people deemed what sounds like the worst Christmas party of all time and at 43% of the... F- <laughs> you gonna lose your DC there, Jeff? <laughs> I almost lost my precious DC sip out my nose. Number one with 43% of the vote. No big surprise here. Tim's take on Italian cuisine. God. Finally, the final one, Custy, of the show. Best Cust Corner. Cust Corner 17, TV shows, Winter Driving, and The Best of the Year. You guys were both on multiples of these. Cust Corner 18, Board Game Rankings, Life Hacks, Raw Hot Dogs, Weddings, and Universal Basic Income. I was on that one. <laughs> Cuss Corner 19, Toast, Appetizers, Fortnite Concerts, which have really become a thing, Tim. Yeah, in my face. Staying Indoors, Cooking with Pam, Cuss Corner XX, Shopping, Buffet Strategies. Not such a thing anymore. (laughs) Game Shows and Plane Travel. A lot of... Yeah, we got a lot of of stuff really Andercursed out of existence. Can that be the most Andercursed episode? (laughs) Yes. Cuss Corner 22, VCRs. Candy rankings, movie snack rankings, and the best months. I missed 21. Retro culture, living costs, water bars, and break dancing in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 23. Subway sub rankings, best cookies, computer hotkeys, when Tim learned what Control Z was, party tips, and McDonald's. Cust Corner 24. Oh, this is a long one. Keto Cust. Real versus fake Christmas trees, New Year's versus Christmas, holiday potlucks, the wind chill factor, best Christmas movies, and Secret Santa. Do you have any fond memories of those ones? So many. <laughs> oh, there was a best of in there. I feel man. like we could do like five. Oh, well, I'm just, I think I'm just amazed. It's specifically that one episode, how, how cursed it's been by COVID. Just shopping buffet strategy and plane travel. It's not like they're filming new game shows either. No, that is that is true. Wow. Um, I feel like I really enjoyed um, Fortnite concerts. I remember cooking with Pam. Obviously, that was that was a really fun episode. That also had toast in it. So a lot of the greatest hits in that one. Uh, Keto cust. The whole Christmas episode. The levies. Potlucks. That was a really good one. Yeah, too. The, the, the party attire <laughs> and stuff to serve it said fancy party, which is like. I'm right about that, by the, the way. Wait, wait, you don't show up to a Christmas party in a t shirt and a pair of track pants. Who shows up to a Christmas yeah. party in a t shirt and a pair of track pants? I'm very genuinely saying curious. Don't show up that way. Dress nicely. Who, so, what you're yeah, saying who is who that. Who are you arguing with? Yeah. You know what? Someone actually. People who don't dress nicely. But you who, know who you are. Who do you know that you would be worried that you would have to let them know not to show up at your Christmas party in a t shirt and sweatpants? Also, when there have you are, ever hosted a Christmas party? No. No to both. I like no, but the I've toast been to Christmas Fortnite, parties. indoor chills, cooking with Pam. 
Cooking with Pam is pretty high. Yeah. That one I think will resonate on the voting. Yeah, the, the Christmas party tips, though, about dressing as fancy as possible and then serving, like, the lowest possible food. It's like a, some sort of, instead of a crappy sweater Christmas party, it's like crappy food Christmas You're party. saying there's something, like, there's something Kubrickian about it? No, he want, no. you want people to dress it's, up. It's exactly what it is, really. You want it's people really to dress up. up to the nines but be served, like, Pillsbury all night. Yeah. <laughs> but Tim thinks that's really fancy, though. That's where I... Oh it's my. like a version of what the president did when he but had Clemson also, come to the White thinks, House and he fed them all Big Macs. Yes, he, but you're not ironically doing that. That's also how you think. You think all, like Trump. You are Trump. But he thinks the Loblaws Superstore coming to town is fancy. That's true. Yeah, how it, how it's, should it's one dress to ass. go to a Loblaws? It's no, no, but we have, lots of, we have lots of Loblaws. This one is being sold as like a boutique high-end Loblaws. No, it's like a superstore. It's just enormous. There's nothing boutique about it. No, no, we have those too, it. but this one is being specifically uh, sold as like a boutique, uh, like bistro-style Loblaws. <laughs> like, it, they're really putting all this as the differentness. I guess my confusion is you seem excited about this, despite the fact that you seem to actively hate everything about Toronto. Always. But now you're no, excited not everything. for this story. Just the most, just the most pretentious thing. And you so don't now think you're, like, now and you're you don't think... about a pretentious Toronto-based store. A major grocery chain doing something isn't pretentious. Uh, sorry, no, I, I don't think it is. But the last time that you were on the show, you claimed the metro on Front Street of being really bougie. Despite having oh, it is. Well, I, 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 when I visited it, it was really bougie. But Metro is literally like it's, on the lower. It, the, wait, like, the one by CSM? Yeah, the one by my old place. <laughs> yeah, so I visited it. <laughs> the one by the sn- Rainbow Theater? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, that's a high class part of town. <laughs> you, like, you step down these stairs and into the place. And yeah, it's like, underground. That should tell you all you need to know about it. where A-Rap like, is banned because yeah, he, he stole, stole candy. So what do you think is the winner here? I think co- the Cooking with Pam episode. It's just such a, such a standout moment. There were two that were very high up in the rankings. They were separated by 0.5 percentage. I also like the hot keys and party tips. That, that came in third, although it says that Cuss Corner 22 is... Yeah, the sh- this cheat sheet we've got looks uh, problematic. Right it's now. problematic because it has the same one coming in first and one third. One of them is probably XV... XVII and one's XXII. Oh, are we having an Oscar scenario? Yeah, we, we, we have a, a situation here. <laughs> are the Custies cursed? So it does say the Cuss Corner 22 has come in third place, but also first place. I think the Cuss Corner 23 is actually first place. So that's what I'm going to go with for these. Okay. So Cuss Corner 22, third place with 16.6% of the vote. That was VCRs, candy rankings, movie snacks, and best months. Cuss Corner 19 with 23.3% of the vote comes in second. That was Toast, Appetizers, no. Fortnite Concert, Staying Indoors, and Cooking with Pam. Number one would be 23, Subway Sub Rankings, <laughs> Best Cookies, Computer Hotkeys, and Party Tips. That sounds like the winner. Yeah. I think I called that pretty right, that category. Yeah, I finally go. got something. Uh, even though it seems like it's an unofficial win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we can't be sure. I'm... It's like throwing a complete game in a seven-inning baseball game. I guess it counts, but not really. Tim also confided to us this year that he does a lot of his like grocery shopping at like 7-Elevens and such. That doesn't shock me. (laughs) Well, they have all the best brands. Only the best brands are served at 7-Elevens. Because that happened because I was wondering wondering why, like who's making the decision to waste all this money 
on like a Monday night football game for 7-Eleven to advertise you could get like four colas for $3. (laughs) Like that doesn't really even sound like great value. And then Tim let me know that's actually like targeted to him. And that's something he often takes advantage of. People like me are the target (laughs) audience for those types of ads. Just be aware of that. Idiots? No, people who uh, appreciate both quality and convenience. (laughs) But you won't use mobile ordering to your house. That's not that's convenient. In, inconvenient. I, to I me. feel like many people would beg to differ. Okay, well that's fine. Let them beg and differ. That's not I, their show. This is my fine. show. Yeah, you seem to have a lot of problems with it. You know, do what you want, but don't you cut, look down your nose and tell me that I'm not doing it the right way. Like it's exactly oh, what you oh, do to everybody. When I eat show. an Oreo, when I eat a Kit Kat, you're always here to tell us we're doing it the wrong way. I'm telling people what the right way is. (laughs) That will do it. On the third Custy Award, you can find parts one and two up on Mayo Media Network. Subscribe to the Cuss Corner audio feed. Leave a five-star review when you're up there. I'd like to thank Paul from behind the camera. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks for having me. Any favorite, every, what's your favorite Cuss moment from this year of Cuss Corner? Can you remember? I mean, I, I really enjoyed him shitting on the Bills, which rode, uh, drove us all the way to the playoffs, and then he jumped on. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Garion and Jeff, both in studio here. It might be the last time ever we're all in studio at the same time. Who knows? That's, yeah, who knows? Weird. This, this show seemed to be cursed towards the end, so anything <laughs> could happen at this point. Well, it takes us progressively. Like we, I think we did the first one in, like, March, and then it was in July. Now we're at the end of August. So oh. we're just going to miss a year at some point, it feels like. Anyway, I'd also like to thank me for hosting the show. And Tim, guess who is making a special appearance to see you? (laughs) Your good friend, the coin. Hey! Say hi to the coin. I hate you. Maybe Doug the Pug isn't the biggest rival. Maybe it's the coin. No one ever talks about the hat anymore. Well, the hat got left. We talked about the hat the other day. We did talk (laughs) about that. That show has come out. What I loved about the hat was the photo we used of you for the hat, which (laughs) looked like your dog had run away. Like you were so forlorn and sad. Tim seems to think the hat was a fair. <laughs> the, fact, the hat was fair. The hat delivered equal justice to all without passion or prejudice. The hat was just. And, and, and then the coin beat him in spread picks for the NFL. Now he hates the coin. I hate that coin. I what? hate it almost as much as the Mr. Peanut stuff. Or Doug. Oh, man. Well, you mean the guy who can't even go to any football games because of coronavirus? <laughs> no one can go to any football games. No, they're games. making a special exemption for Doug for the first Titans game. Oh, amazing. Yeah. They're not. They are. They're not. They are. They're not. They are actually doing well, that. In a couple of weeks when there's a Titans game in Nashville, you'll see that he's not there and I will have been right. Okay, Tim. You can continue to live your truth and be mad at a dog, but here we are. Well, I don't have no point in being mad. Like it's, it sounds like you're pretty, you know what? It popularity has like come and gone. Sounds like you're like pretty being triggered. mad at e- like being it's, mad at an evening. It's getting movie roles or being mad at a phone. Role. I know. Like, Every year, Tim declares the popularity <laughs> over for Doug, but now he's doing like brand. He's like a brand partner for automobiles. He's in movies. Uh, Doug's reported income last year was seventeen million dollars. What was yours? Well, that about solves it. I would like to thank Tim and August. Tim and August. That's not my name. And again, I just want to assert that I object to this whole 
award ceremony, and it, they should be called the Top Cats. <laughs> Leave it at that. It's not a very good name. It's custy better. I, I don't like it. People should go back and check out the old custies. Smash the like button for the video and give us your biggest Ander curse for 2020. I'm Pat Mayo. I hope you all enjoyed the third annual Custy Awards. We'll see you next time. Pat Mayo experience. Experience.